Hello, friends. This is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable inviting you to stay tuned for this edition of Let's Talk About Jesus right here on WMAF. I thank the good Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. As I thank Him every day. He's such a good and gracious God. I thank Him for this opportunity to bring you some good news in a bad news world. Uh, good news in a bad news time in human history called the perilous time, the last of the last days. Ah, friend, but Jesus is coming soon. In fact, the Bible said when we see certain events occurring in, in the culture and in the world about us, uh, in the nations of the world, and in particular the nation of Israel, we are to lift up our head for our redemption is drawing nigh. We're told to look up uh, because God has a plan and a purpose, and in His time, Jesus will return. Praise God. Amen. And I can't wait for him to return for his people. But until he returns, we're told to occupy till he comes. We're told to be about our father's business. We're told to raise our eyes, not only in anticipation of the soon coming of Jesus, but to raise our eyes and look upon the fields which are white unto harvest. For Jesus said, the, 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 the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. Those that will go into those fields and reap that harvest, those with a testimony and a willingness to share that testimony of what Jesus has done for them. This is not just great worldwide evangelist. This is worldwide evangelism because every child of God has a ministry of reconciliation. We can lead someone to know Jesus Christ as their Savior by sharing our testimony and praying with them. And, and, and we, as a, as a collective body of Christ uh, all over the world, are commissioned uh, to go into that world and declare the gospel to every creature. I want to take this just from preachers and apostles and evangelists and teachers and, and bring it to every child of God. Amen. <laughs> so that we can get the work done for the Lord before He comes. Make no mistake about it. We all collectively, corporately, are in the kingdom for such a time as this. God has entrusted the precious pearl of great price, the precious treasure hid in a field, the precious message of the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Christ, the good news. God wants to save. God wants to forgive. God wants to seal. And God wants to take to heaven with him uh, uh, all those that will come to him by faith in Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, you can tell I'm excited today. Praise God. Amen. We had, a, we had an email come to our website from someone we haven't seen, I suppose, in 30 years that used to attend our church when it was in another location in the city of Tampa here. And, uh, and they said, we are so glad to see that you are still 
on fire for God. Well, that fired me up just to hear that, that they could tell by uh, a little snippet of the ministry uh, that the passion is still here. The fire is still burning. I have not been uh, brought to a place of of uh, a visionless, passionless uh uh, getting ready to be put out to pasture. I, I felt like retiring many times, but I, I, I'm so glad that I still have the opportunity to declare the gospel. As long as I have breath in my body, I want to tell somebody about Jesus and what he can do in their life and what he will do if we dare, hallelujah, to repent of our sin and come to cry to come to Christ by faith and be reconciled unto the Father. Hallelujah. Well, we love you today in the Lord. We had someone write us, and I pray you're listening today in New York State, uh, that said, I may not ever meet you here, uh, but I, I will, I'm sure I will meet you in heaven. Well, we may not meet many, uh, if any, of our listeners here, but we surely will be united in heaven where we will live together with him age without end. Praise God. Well, we have a message today, God's grip on you. This should be the focus of the teaching that we have, God's grip on you. And we're going to begin to read from the Old Testament, the covenant people, God's promise, God's purpose, and God's commitment to them in Isaiah chapter 41, verse 9 through 11. Uh, This God who came into covenant with Israel is the God who is in covenant with us today. Make no mistake about it, the New Testament is written in covenant language. Uh, It would be more accurately called the New Covenant, because that's what the word really means when we see testament. We see the Old Testament or the Old Covenant. And then we see after Malachi, uh, Matthew, and it begins the New Covenant. The scripture says of this New Covenant that we are in, and that, that, that we have a better covenant established on better promises for the blood of Jesus speaks of better things than that the bulls and goats so we are still in a covenant relationship with God a far better covenant under a new dispensation of grace because of the cross and the Christ who died upon it and the blood that he shed in our behalf so it's important that we understand we also are covenant people people of a very real covenant with God and God is very committed to his covenant with us. So we don't drop a covenant relationship. Actually, we enhance it, magnify it, and and, uh, it becomes much greater in the new covenant than the old covenant. But God is a covenant-keeping God. God is a promise keeper because he comes into covenant with us. You know, the scripture said in the new covenant, the new Testament, that, that they that are of the household of faith, both Jew and Gentile, they, all of us are under this great umbrella of covenant. They that are of the household of faith are Abraham's 
seed by faith, and the blessings of faithful Abraham have come upon them. That's you and me today, dear friend, if you know Christ as your Savior. So with that in mind, we're going to talk about God's grip on you. And listen to what he said to his covenant people in Isaiah 41, 9 through 11. It says, To whom? Thou whom I have taken from the ends of the earth, and called thee from the chief men thereof, and said unto thee, Thou art my servant. I have chosen thee, and not cast thee away. Fear not, for I am with thee. Be not dismayed, for I am thy God. I will strengthen thee, yea, I will help thee, yea, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. Behold, all they that were incensed against thee shall be ashamed and confounded. They shall be as nothing, and they that strive with thee shall Perish. I want to read one translation, uh, interpreted of uh, interpretation of this scripture, Isaiah forty-one. Once again, uh, this is a translation, and uh, and and actually a kind of a paraphrase. I would say more than a translation. I pulled you from all over the world, called you in from every dark corner of the earth, telling you you're my servant, serving on my side. I picked you. I haven't dropped you. Don't panic. <laughs> I like that. I am with you. Oh, friend of mine, I really appreciate this this paraphrase. Don't panic. Don't let fear overwhelm you. I, I, I am with you. I am for you. And I'm not just for you. <laughs> I am with you. Praise God. You see, God is not sitting high aloof in his heaven, unconcerned and detached from whatever you and I may be facing today. God is with us. You know, when Jesus, when Jesus came to the earth as a babe and grew to a man before he went to the cross, he was, he was called Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. Christ's personal promise to us was, I will never leave you. See, this is all part of this covenant commitment that God makes to his covenant people, which we are, in fact, today as Christians. All of, of every background, male, female, Jew, Greek, we are one in Christ, and we are partakers of this holy covenant. Hallelujah. Don't panic. I am with you. So Christ says in the new covenant, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. And the scripture, as it is written, is in the emphatic sense. In fact, one translator says it is to the fifth uh, degree of never. It would read like this. I will never, no, never, 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 never leave you nor forsake you. You know, the old covenant says, can a mother forget her suckling child, yea, she may, but I will never forget you, O house of Israel. He's saying this right here in this portion of Scripture. Don't panic. I am with you. 
There's no need to fear, for I am your God. I will give you strength. I'll help you. I will hold you steady and keep a firm grip on you. I've often said it. I'm going to reiterate it in this teaching. It is not your grip on God that is keeping you safe and secure in Him today. It is His grip on you. I want to say that again. It is not your grip on God. It is God's grip on you that is holding you steady. Hallelujah. Our God is absolutely committed to His covenant people as long as they served Him alone. Nothing could harm them. No circumstance could overcome them. No problem or challenge could overwhelm them. Why? Because of God's faithfulness to never let them go. Rich Mullins sings a song uh, in which part of the lyrics say, Sometimes my life just don't make sense at all. The mountains seem so big and my faith seems so small. Hold me, Jesus, for I'm shaking like a leaf. You have been the king of my glory. Won't you be my prince of peace? I've been a committed Christian for uh, many, many, many years now. I have been a preacher of the gospel for 44 years and we're now headed for our 45th should should i live to see it in jesus tarry uh we're headed uh down down this gospel road hallelujah praise god i've been saved for uh, over 50 years of my life i am now 70 years old uh and friend of mine i want you to know i would not be standing today as a Christian. Uh, God, I've, I've had too many valleys to go through, too many mountains to climb. I would not be standing. I would not be preaching today <laughs> if it wasn't for God's grip on me. But I have discovered, I have discovered his stubborn love and his strength that is granted by covenant to me. Hallelujah. That's what prompted Paul to say, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthened me. See, it is a covenant promise to all of his children. I, I will uphold thee with the right hand of my righteousness. I will strengthen thee. I will help thee. I've often said, uh, no wonder faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God, because God doesn't mince words. I will help thee. I will strengthen thee. I will, I will, I will. Praise God. The longer I live, the more my faith rests upon Jesus and his faithfulness to me, the Father and his faithfulness to me. It's not my feeble grip on God, but his faithful grip on me that causes such strength to be imparted. That is so powerfully consoling when I, my emotions have taken a shock and my faith is rocked. I know that his grip is not affected by that as long as my simple trust is in him. It's not a faith that has made me self-confident nor self-sufficient. 
In fact, over the years, I've grown even more dependent on His love for me and His commitment to me. In a very real sense, when faith matures, it's more simplistic, literally more childlike, because it's in its independence and trust. Uh, and there is a there is a purity in that faith because there is no confidence in ourself. True peace, the unshakable kind that that doesn't shake in trouble comes and in trouble times is not our faith in our faith, but our faith in His faithfulness. Listen to Isaiah twenty six, verse two through four. It says, Open ye the gates, that the righteous nation which keepeth the truth may enter in. Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee, because he trusteth in thee. Hallelujah. Verse 4 says, Trust ye in the Lord forever. For the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Now, I do like the Amplified. I'm going to take the time to read that. It said, Open the gates that the uncompromisingly righteous nation which keeps her faith and her troth with God may enter in. You will guard him, keep him in perfect and constant peace whose mind, both its inclination and its character, is stayed on you. Because he commits himself to you, leans on you, and hopes confidently in you. So trust in the Lord, commit yourself to him, lean on him, hope confidently in him forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages. The Hebrew word stayed here is translated to lean, to lay upon, to lean against, to support oneself, to brace oneself. In this context, to lean on someone else in order to support yourself. Praise God. Amen. I I heard a, a, a missionary uh, um, talking about how, uh, how he went to a tribe uh, in this uh, in Africa uh, in a remote village and the language there was were very uncommon language that was spoken. And he couldn't find a language a word, rather, in their language to describe what the Bible calls faith, what the Bible calls trusting God. And so he was he was desperate to find a word that he could convey the message of, of faith to these people who were hungry to hear. And he was having a problem articulating the gospel and, and, and the meaning of the scripture to them because this one word was really holding back all that he wanted to say about trusting God when they have come to Christ as, as their Savior. So when when one day they brought a, a, a gift to him uh, that he needed desperately in the little mission house, there was a pallet on the floor. There was no bed. And the first piece of furniture that they were able to bring to this remote place and bring it down a, a river. <laughs> and then the men of the village went to carry it 
from the river to the village, and they brought it into the house on a very hot, humid, sweltery day, and they set it up in this little room, and one of the men looked at it, and he was exhausted from carrying it so far, and he pointed, can I sit on it, can I can I sit on it? And the missionary said, of course, and motioned for him to go. And he didn't just sit on it. He laid down on it, put his full weight on it. And when he was totally stretched out on that couch, he spoke a word in his language. And the missionary said, what is that word? And it was the word for that total relaxed rest hallelujah and it was the word he was looking for to interpret faith faith shouldn't be a struggle to believe it should be a simple giving it to god where we lean the total of our weight on him you know there's a scripture in the new covenant that says casting all our care upon him for he careth for you. First Peter 5 and verse 7. Casting all of your care. I want you to visualize just for a moment this couch and this man that is so exhausted, fatigued, putting his whole weight on the couch and letting the couch uphold him. God is saying that in his word, I will uphold you. And if he's going to be upholding you, then we need to rest in the full assurance that God's grip on us is sure. Because he said, I will strengthen you. I will not let you fall. I will help you. I will. Don't be afraid. He wants you to rest in that full assurance today. Praise God. Amen. Casting all of your care, one translation says, the whole of your anxiety once and for all upon him because he cares for you and watches over you affectionately. His love for you causes him to put his eye upon you. We just did a teaching here on the radio broadcast series uh, about God's eye being upon the righteous, his ear open to their cry. Hallelujah. An incentive to pray, an incentive to trust him and believe him. Praise God. Amen. Cast your burden upon the Lord, the old covenant says, and he will sustain you. He will never suffer the righteous to be moved. I looked up that word cast in the Hebrew, and it doesn't mean to throw like you're casting uh, casting away a, 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 a bag of something or a, a casting away a ball, a casting away something. It, it means to roll upon another, to roll upon another. That means you need to be close enough to someone who is willing to take the burden from you. And you have to be willing uh, to give it to them. You have to roll it over onto them. You see, God wants you and I 
to be close enough in relationship to Him and in fellowship with Him that we can trust Him with that that is weighing us down today. Oh, friend, God wants you to roll it over onto Him and to let Him carry that heavy burden. Hallelujah. So that we can serve Him without the fear the anxiety, the discouragement, the distraction of the burdens that, that weigh so heavily upon us. John Stallings wrote uh, the song Learning to Lean in 1977. And this is what the lyric says. Sometime we can be like the man who said, My life is full now. I have everything because there's a strong rock in Jesus my Lord. Through my trials, I've been learning to lean. There's a glorious victory each day for me. I found his peace so serene. He helps me with each task if I'll ask. Every day now, I'm learning to lean. Learning to lean on Jesus. Friend, this is something every Christian needs to learn, must learn. When we come to Christ as Savior, it doesn't mean immediately all the burdens are gone. Immediately there's no more problems in life. Actually, the pressure in one sense of the word increases because the enemy is so incensed that we've been delivered from his prison house of souls and his prison of darkness and that we have been set free by the Son of God himself. You know, the Bible said in Hebrews chapter 10 around verse 32, after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. It's almost like the enemy who can't harm God, uh, can't lash out at God, uh, finds that he can take the object of God's great love. If he hurts us, it is a strike back at God. And that's why God is so committed to bringing us through every attack of the enemy. Hallelujah. Praise God. If you just keep your trust in him, I don't know about you, but when troubles come in my life, I sense my vulnerability. I sense my own weakness, my own inability. You see, my emotions just can't bear up under all of the things that are thrown against me. But when I am weak, as Paul said, <laughs> when when I sense that, I am not at a loss, for, for I know God is in covenant with me, and He doesn't draw back when my faith wavers. He doesn't draw back when my emotions are so shaken. He draws near. Oh, I know it doesn't feel that way. I know it doesn't feel that way at all. In fact, it feels like because of your emotional sensitivity to the pressure and the problem and the persecution and the pain that God has abandoned you. And Satan will try to convince you of that. But God wants you to be more convinced in His promise to keep you <laughs> than in the devil's lie that God is forsaking you. That may be what you're feeling. That may be what you're sensing. But thank God that is not the reality. That is not the truth. Hallelujah. And if you will hold on to God, one thing is for sure. Holding on to God just means keeping your trust in Him. 
His grip is very strong, even when your grip is weak. Looking to Jesus, the Bible said, who is the author and the finisher of your faith. He that began a good work in you, the Bible teaches in the New Covenant, will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. God is going to continue to work in your behalf because Christ stands to intercede for us. Hallelujah. In the presence of the Father. And the Bible said he's able able to save us to the uttermost, seeing that he ever lives to make intercession for us. Not only does God not draw back when we are weak and we are feeling our vulnerability and feeling our our faith shake, he actually draws near. Praise God. Well, friend of mine, our time is almost gone today. I want you to know that God loves you so very, very much. And I want you to know that he, he loves you with a love that is so mighty and so strong. He says that he will never, no, never, 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 never leave you nor forsake you. He said, I will go with you all the way, even to the end of the age. And I pray today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and your personal Savior, and you feel like you are floating like a speck of dust in the universe, that you will come to God, that you will repent of your sin, receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, and let God come into covenant with you to keep you. Ah, friend, if you will do that, you will have a sense of powerful peace in the midst of this faulty body and this fallen world. God will heal your wounds and He will help you. Ah, friend, will you do that today and come back next week and let's talk about Jesus. Jesus.